0: And we're back. Um, Kat, how are you on this lovely Monday bank holiday evening?
1: Ah, you see, the fact you mentioned a bank holiday totally is a little. Reveals reveals behind the scenes that we, we don't record these live. I mean, I don't think people think we record a podcast live, but I'm good. I'm okay. I've somehow napped away in the afternoon, which
0: is I the love best thing nap. to do on
1: a bank holiday, apart from watching an old Bond film, which...
0: Which one? Which one did you watch?
1: No, no, I think I should. I, I feel like that was as a child growing up. It was like, oh, it's a bank holiday. What's on? Because back then we had three channels and we were grateful for them. <laughs> there was like, you know, it was always, there was always a Bond film on on the bank holiday. It's what you watched. So I feel like I should watch something with Connery, like old Bond, just to really live that early bank holiday vibe. Is is Connery? Like, al- con, Con can con- con- say his name now. Connolly is Sean Connolly a- alive? Con- con- Connery, it's not Connolly. Con- and now you've, you've stumped me. <laughs> I think I think he's I think he's passed. I think, kind of. I mean, I'm sitting at a computer recording something. I could Google it. But well, so sorry. Sean. Sean,
0: Connor Connolly.
1: It's Sean Connery. You're thinking of Billy Connolly, aren't you? The, the Scottish comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> who, who would have made an amazing bond, but would have brought a very different vibe to the role. I feel. <laughs> Les <laughs> suave. More
0: hairy. I think I've done what I always tell people off about. I've just assumed because of two Scottish men. I've just mixed them up. So I do apologise for that.
1: It's fine. Fucking white people. They look the same to me.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. It's the one who
1: got a massive beard.
0: Um. God, now Now. I'm just embarrassed that I got their names wrong. Sean Connery and Billy Connolly. Okay,
1: but, but as I'm saying... Not is- to be convinced, there was, there was a Brian Connolly, if you grew up in the 80s.
0: And was he a singer, or was he an actor?
1: He was, he, I believe he was a light entertainer, or he, he sort of was one of those, sort of, I guess they didn't exist anymore, he had a TV show in the 80s at sort of 7 o'clock, so like family viewing time, where he could do a comedy skit, and a song and dance number, Another, you know, it's a whole uh, v- like, yeah variety show, but a kind of he's an all-round quote-unquote entertainer. In the, in the, we don't have anymore, thank God, because it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the the only good sketch he ever had was Larry the Loafer, which is like several deep cuts down. If you didn't grow up in the, at the right time, if you don't know who was in the broom cupboard, if you don't know who Gordon the Gopher is. Okay, I
0: know who Gordon the Gopher is because it was it was his name, Andy Peters, I think, in the broom cupboard. Which what was it an actual broom cupboard?
1: I, I what well, no, that was a TV set. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to don't want ruin it for you, but <laughs> <laughs> that, oh. that, that was what the, that's what we call them, that was a set. <laughs> 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 Just, like, they didn't really go, hey, quick, let's get a whole camera crew in, and lighting uh, and, like, mic up this cover. Oh, God, I was say. Like, been... like, like five-year-old Morris going, mummy, is that a real room cover? She's like, yes, yes, Charlie. I we apologise okay. to my listeners.
0: To, I, I'm going to blame the, the heat on this bank holiday. It's obviously got to my head. i
1: not thinking it's No, but, uh, see, t- to me, Andy Chambers. Oh. Andy Chambers? Under Chambers? Yeah. <laughs> no peters andy andy peters is ed the duck
0: oh okay okay
1: it was philip schofield that was Gordon the gopher
0: ah no, no yeah no, you're right i love by the and, how we've just gone off into the weird tangent but.
1: Like, this, this is what people come for they it come ha- for representing the k-pop the madness PPS forever and the the weird tangents and occasionally we talk about tech stuff
0: Exactly. How so, the heck
1: did we get on to Ed the Duck? Oh, yeah. Anyway, winding that back.
0: Cat, what is our topic today?
1: Uh, so somewhat belatedly, we are going to dig, give our perspective on, the, I guess, the chain of events at Basecamp. I'm sure everyone's heard about it by now. Who cares? I think it's an interesting series of events to look at. Not to point fingers, and go ha ha! Oh, look at their comeuppance. But I think it's a it's illuminating how the right how you can even with the right end state, if you're blind to your prejudices and your limitations, you get the wrong outcome. So I just you know, I think it's worth us talking mm-hmm. about as women in tech, as people on the on the opposite side, I guess of some of those um, axes of oppression oh god that makes me sound like such a woke warrior
0: so for, for anyone who doesn't know
1: I was about to say, hey why don't you, Amara the, 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 I'm going to make you summarise it because it's going to be funny for
0: su- me summarising queen that I am so first of all base camp is you are
1: our summariser in chief
0: <laughs> they're plucky, plucky that's what the guardian called them little 57 person tech company and i think they, they specialize in in project management software um and they've they've been obviously having quite a few issues internally and the ceo and co-founders thought the best way of dealing with some of these issues was to come out with a six statement and I, had, I don't have the statement in front of me so I, I, I can't read that out to you guys but basically a six point bullet point statement in terms of changes that they wanted to see and they called it Basecamp's new etiquette um, and some of those statements were quite um, you know controversial so they had things in there like you can't have societal or political views and you can't express them at work um, and, and obviously as you can imagine that didn't go down well and it led to um, basically half of the employees walking out during um, a company, all hands. And we thought it'd be really interesting to talk about what, with, what led to those moments happening and, and obviously kind of trying to provide our view as well. Um, and Kat and I were kind of talking about this just before, just before this, uh, this recording. And at, a, at an initial glance, I, I sort of said to Kat, it's very difficult, I can imagine, especially as, as technical CEOs in the tech space, it's very difficult to understand sometimes how you deal with, um, you know, issues within the workspace because, you know, no surprise here, techies are generally not, well, I'm not generalizing um, the best when it comes to, you know, like the, the people piece and the communications piece. Um, and so, you know, there were definitely things that, that they could have done better in terms of how they got this message across. Um, I don't think there was bad foresight into what, what they were trying to do. I think they were trying to do the right thing. It's just um, as many examples of this, you know, come out in the, in the past as well. Sometimes people try and do the right thing, but they end up actually making things far worse. Um, but Kat, you, you had a slightly different viewpoint on this.
1: I do, I mean, <clears throat> this is interesting from like, obviously from many angles, I think the the first one is, it's an example of, I guess, a lack of foresight into second order thinking. So I think originally Basecamp got into this set of circumstances because they're like we have a diversity problem like lots like almost every tech company we have a diversity problem oh my god it is pale male and stale in here let's solve that and that's a good thing like let's not knock that like oh my god it's like almost the the first stage of wokeness is realizing you've got a problem so they, they they ideally went out and go okay We've hired some people of colour and some women and, you know, some of my my fellow fellow queer people, job done. Except, no, because, just because you've brought people in and I think we've seen this time and time again in companies, you have to be willing to address the the underlying problems that kept those people out in the first place rather than just bring them in. Because otherwise they'll just leave because it becomes a toxic environment. And I think the basic example is a good one of, well, there's this list of ha, ha, funny surnames, which is where this all started. <laughs> and I think the founders did the right thing when they were like, yeah, that's for seriously problematic, stop it. But the, rather than just end it there and go, okay, why is this problematic? go into that sort of second, third order. Oh, th- these these surnames these all suddenly have a sort of, um, how should we put it? Ethnic bent. Huh, why are we laughing at that? Wh- Where does this come from? What does that structurally say? Why is that certainly quote unquote funny to people as opposed to Smith? They're like, eh, we just want to talk about politics or what? And of course, what that says so why that rings alarm bells to people who are not part of the majority is it says the status quo is fine because this is what people forget everything's political literally everything is political every single choice we make as humans is mostly political there's no more than two people in the room when when people say oh we don't want politics today oh let's not talk about politics what they're actually saying is the status quo is fine which also tends to mean the status quo works for me. And this is where, for me, here's someone who would consider themselves, oh God, I hate the word woke, because it has been so... But, I mean, that's part of the, the point of becoming woke, is, is, is seeing your privilege and going, actually, yeah, the status quo does work for me, but it doesn't work for other people. I should do my best to recognise that. So it's almost the antithesis of the message they were trying to get across is, by, by saying, we won't talk about politics at work, they're actually running against the message. And I get why they did it, because it's actually really hard. Because confronting privilege and, hell, giving it up is uncomfortable. It,
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, actually, as you're, as you're saying this, because... Um, Fundamentally, what happened was they obviously, they, they realized that the sales team, for whatever reason, had this, you know, list of names, which were categorized depending on the origins of the names. Um, and those are basically, you know, obviously, it's when it's a small company as well, not that it should matter what size the company is. Um, and there were people within the company who were really becoming uncomfortable about this, which they should. You know, if I found out that, you know, my company was doing something like this it would make me feel uncomfortable. And I have full right to feel uncomfortable and I would call that action out and I would expect something to be done about it. Um, And the way they they obviously went about doing so with the best of intentions just did not um, land well, uh, which I'm not surprised about because they then just came out with this six very generic sort of bullet points in terms of some of the cultural changes that they were going to do one of the last points was then trying to address this, this, this mishap by basically saying, you know, we're, we're a tech company, we're, um, and we're gonna stick to using tech industry jargon, um, which was they basically like, it's, it's equivalent of, like, you know, mother just slapping the child really lightly on the wrist saying, don't do that again, Tommy, when you know Tommy is gonna keep doing it because he just hasn't felt the repercussions of, of his actions. Um, and that has uh, has obviously left other people's feeling very upset, Rightly so, because that—that's—that's that's not saying to someone your behaviour is untoward and 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 you shouldn't be doing that. That's basically saying to someone you've done something, but we're kind of going to let you let you off with it. And, and I think that's that's kind of the issue that you 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 see cropping up again and again and within the. T- I'm sure it happens not just within the tech space, but outside of it as well, where you. You have senior people who have the ability to to really make a stand for something, and maybe it's a case of they're they're not willing to lose, you know, their best salespeople, their best you know tech guys, and and they try and sweep things like this under the carpet. But the great thing about the the world that we're living in right now is people are standing up and saying we're not going to put up with this. We're we're this is not okay anymore.
1: Well, and I think that that's the. I don't wish ill to any company. I, I not I think, and that, but that's the wonderful thing is, is is the people who work there genuinely responded with action, which is so difficult because if you think about, and, and this is why so many things also go unreported. It's like I I, 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 you know, it's like why do you work somewhere that's so toxic? Because I have a mortgage to pay. Because I have kids to feed. Because I have myself to feed. Like being able to take a stance. Is, is dangerous. It is, this is an unequal one, unequal relationship. So the fact that so many people felt so able to do this, I think, and, and there are circumstances why they could do it, obviously the company made it possible, but I think that, that screams that it would be good if more companies potentially faced this as a driver to change. Because I think, as we were talking about before, Politics is what people decide it is fine. Like, so political is anything that is a change. And that's that's the thing everyone has to confront, is if it's if, it, if it's the status quo, it's not political, it's just life. Uh, but changing that is political. And any minority will see that as a challenge because we all want more equality, which is why... It's so galling when these statements get put out because it's like going, "Oh, you're saying I can't advocate for myself."
0: Yeah, and actually, as as I was digging further into this the story, because um, I do like to try and read things as before we try and talk about them, I realised what they were. the the bit that I I I so I I I try and I try and see the best in what people try and do. So you know, and and as I reiterated at the start of this, you know, I understood what they were trying to do with those six statements about, you know, trying to get um, people to understand that there's key things which are going to be changing across the company, but what they fundamentally got wrong, uh, and this is where I do call them out is by just putting out these generic statements, they were trying to quieten the noise that the upset employees were were trying to raise. And, and, And I think that is a really important thing. And I've seen it happen so many times, and not just because you know I, I come from a vain background, but you know when you come uh, when you come from any sort of diverse diverse group, you will always hear people say to you, "It's not that," because when you start looking at fundamentally what was happening, you know this list of names and you know how they were being seen as funny, etc. Um, one so, of the employees. I mean,
1: no, I completely I think the plate, I don't want to play devil's advocate, but I think what it is—it's racially,
0: an... it's racially motivated. And, oh, absolutely.
1: And... I think, but I think what it is—if uh, there's there's an attitude, I think, of people where they were trying to do the right thing, they brought these people in to increase diversity, and there's this thing that they've been banned, and I, and I can see in their brains going, "But we've done enough. Why is this not enough?" And it's that—it's that. It's that antagonism that is pushed back and and i think you see this for people of color and women in tech is when you push back on and they're like but we let you in the door isn't that enough you're like yeah and that and that's that that's really
0: no that's really what led to these people walking out because what happened is um as they were obviously releasing the statement etc one of the employees had started up a thread where they were talking about you know, the implications of some of this stuff. And, and they actually called it, you know, the Foundation for Racially Motivated Violence. And what the CEO then went and did was they closed that thread, basically stifling that person's voice, which if you think about it, is it's basically saying to someone, like, you are not allowed to be upset about something that is targeting your race or, or your, your ethnicity, um, which sends a really um, strong message out to those employees, which is, yeah, we talk about diversity and equality and inclusion, but when you try and raise something we we don't care about it and we don't want to listen to you and really we don't want to learn and and then you exactly
1: know. It, it's 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 but well, it's i think sometimes it's that and i have this as you know shock horror I, i'm a terribly middle-class white lady when you're when when you're trying hard when you think you're trying hard i think that when and when you mess up your first reaction is but I was trying. Why? Why isn't that good enough for you? I'm trying, but you know, what, the, and and I think getting over yourself and and having the humility to accept that as a teachable moment is what we should all do, like, especially what I do. I've I, I've messed up in the past, where I'm going. I, I get that you're angry, but I was trying, like, and then that's. But you have to get over yourself. You have to go. Oh no, no, no. It doesn't matter that I was trying. I still messed up. And I think people, you know, the CEO of a company, a successful company, with, a, you know, best-selling books, their ego is, I'm gonna guess, quite large. So, they're not used to being challenged. And that's not an excuse. But, but the, the, the real, like, they, everybody has to be willing to embrace the fact that, even though their intentions were good, they gone done messed up. But you gonna have the purest of intentions and mess up. And you've got to be a, like you've got to go into the world being okay with that because if you're not, then you're going to get you're not going to learn because you're going to get angry about pushback. And I think that's what's happened here is that lack of humility about we tried. Why wasn't that good enough? He was like, yeah, but you messed up. The, the, there was a way to approach this, which was, oh, we messed up. We'll learn from it, not doubling down on their uh, like they're messing up basically. Yeah,
0: and it was really interesting because. Um... I remember once having this conversation with a a colleague of mine, this is ages ago, about white privilege and how he is a a white Caucasian man. You know, whether he asked for it or not, whether he, he wanted it or not, had privilege. And I remember him coming back and saying, that's not fair. I haven't asked for it, you know. I'm as unprivileged as you are. I have my own issues in life X Y Z, and I I went, I went back to him and I said, I'm not saying you've not had a tough life. I'm not saying you don't have a tough life. Everyone, you know, but fundamentally, you do not have certain things which are going to be held against you, which, as a person of color, as a person of of a different sexual orientation, will go through. Um, they will have these 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 extra battles and i think fundamentally that's that's really what's happened here you've got these you know tech founders who again you know generally are white caucasian men fundamentally not understanding that there is a quote unquote racial undertone in their company and they're also refusing to to acknowledge it and i think one of the co-founders i I hope uh, um actually turned around and said you know i don't believe my this company has any racism issues, any white suprem- supremacy issues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, even though apparently, you know, a f- few years be- beforehand, one of them had had, um, you know, said something. Or, I think or liked something about, you know, a white sim- supremacist online magazine. Um, and yeah. I, think I think that's the issue when 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 you were in a position of privilege and you refuse to understand or even see that privilege, or even see the issues within that, and, and listen to people. That's, that is the bit where, where you, you as a leader... Um, well, was... I
1: think we, as, as a leader, you, you also have to be able to distinguish the pushback in terms of language of people who are hurt and separate that from the reality. Because we, we all engage in hyperbole. We all expand because we're hurt do i think there are kkk members there no but do i think it's beholden to the people who are hurt to to couch their language in a political way equally no like you're hurt you're you're entitled to say how you feel and 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 and.
0: but fundamentally it cat though and, and this is where i think people seem to think things have to be to an extreme so if someone makes fun of someone's name being ethnic, people are like, you can't say that's racism. Racism is the KKK. Okay. Racism is white supremacy. But actually, fundamentally, that's where these big organizations, you know, these, these huge movements start from. From from the little things, like let's make fun of the Asian person. Let's make fun of the person from a different oh, country. Oh, absolutely. You know?
1: I think there's a... There, well, as... Racism, these are structural issues. They are foundational issues. They're not people being unpleasant to one another. They are, as you said, the, the privileges that come with not being those things. And as, you know, people who are hurt and experience them will push back and they shouldn't have to couch the language in a way that HR finds acceptable. They shouldn't have to list caveats of not all this, not all that. It's like, no, no, I, I'm saying this. Here's what... Uh, Whereas what people are trying to, you know, it is on the people to listen and take away the actual problem, and dig into it.
0: And it's and the <laughs> interesting you're abs-
1: is you're absolutely right.
0: Like, we've all been through it. We've all been through it. Where you know you feel that uh, it's not even a case of you feel like, when you've been through thing- these things like this before, you can see it happening. And I've been in situations myself, and I'm sure you have, cat, where when then you try and call it out, people take it to the extreme to say no one's racist, or, or, yeah. or, or, or you know, you, you think people are not listening to you because you're a woman, you know, it's all like, and, they, and it's, it's a way of really making you, you, you doubt yourself.
1: Uh, and exactly, also, it, and it's, it's, it's basically gaslighting, it, it gaslight people, and this is, I think this is the thing, is people will latch on to la- the language of people who are hurting, and turn it against them, and that's, again, a failure of management and leadership because you have to step in and go, that hyperbole, that that, that that thing that's coming from pain, yes, you can attack it as a straw man, but don't, because you're then ignoring the actual message and the actual problem. It's it's kind of the, the classic, I'm not a Nazi. Like you can go, oh, this is, you know, it, it, like the, the fact that somebody calls you a Nazi, they don't probably mean it. You're actually a Nazi. You're not a member of the National Socialist Party of Germany in the 1930s. But you're acting that way. It's not on them to catch that in a friendlier way. It's up to you to go, ah, I've done something that makes them think I could be related to that. That's on me to challenge, not push back on the straw person going, well, I'm not a Nazi. Look at this. I can pit straw. Uh, I didn't do... mean There's that, there's that uh, simple... Yeah, issue. or the
0: classic you get, you know, I'm not racist, or I'm not homophobic, I know that one Asian person. I, I've got
1: a gay friend! Like, oh, good god. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, the, to sort of make this vaguely productive and not just crapping on a company, like, what should they have done?
0: So, I, I always say, when you're trying to tackle a problem, and you're trying to find a solution, involve the people who are most impacted by it. Like, it's, it's like trying to find a solution for, for a group of people and not speaking to them. You know, it's, it's like a tech company. The first thing you would do is you think about your user experience. You think about your user personas. And what they fundamentally did wrong is they didn't engage the people who were calling out this behavior or calling out the, the things that were going on in the company and actually get them involved in that. And I think that in itself would have been a huge positive step. Rather than releasing its you know, six-point generic statement, you know, sat those people down and said, let's listen to what you're saying. Let's, let's understand what's the best way of us working together to solve this. You know, shutting down your DNI community because, uh, you know, it, it, everything that they ended up doing sent a huge negative connotation, right? Shutting that thread down, shutting the, the, the group of people who wanted to get involved in the inclusion projects, etc. I think it was, it ended up being two or three catastrophic pieces like that kind of dominoed each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas what they should have been done, willing to do, and and I think as human beings we're all really bad at this, is when it comes to the tough conversations you don't want to have them, so you want to push them away or you want to like you know get rid of them, and and no, that never works.
1: You, no, and, I, and again know. that's where that's where real leaders would have stepped in. Like right? we talk have about the uncomfortable,
0: leadership. yeah, have the uncomfortable. You discussion. have
1: to be willing to 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 lead. To, in in some ways you have to be willing to say what. Everyone has to be uncomfortable because we're all going to be uncomfortable because we've all gone done messed up. And, and the ability to take people on that journey through their uncomfortableness to confront the problem and to have a teachable moment would have been the right thing to do. And uh, don't get me problem. wrong. It, it's it, not it,
0: easy, right? This is never no, going to uh, be easy. We do not live in a perfect world.
1: Right? No, but that's that's what that's what we when when we say that's what we look for in a leader. Like, who do I want to work for? I want I want to work for somebody who's willing to say, I'm going to do the hard thing because it's the right thing. I'm going to take those steps. I'm going to I per- a they're going to personally take those steps, but b they're going to then bring others on the journey because that leadership, that that's real leadership, not whatever you know. you read in a book. That leadership is taking people with you and in a position of of. of let's not say the word leadership, now, but in a position of leadership in a company, if you can do that, that, especially in a company that is is of that sort of size where you can actually make an impact, like, I don't believe, you know, a Google, or Facebook with so many thousands and thousands, you can't have that personal interaction, but a company of that size had a real opportunity to have show leadership, and they failed, and I think that's why some people are disappointed i think there's some people who are enjoying the schadenfreude of a of a company whose fans have written books on how to run a company while doing badly just enjoying the schadenfreude of it all but i think people like me look at it and go oh, I, i'm not angry i'm just you know it's like a classic thing I'm not angry i'm just disappointed that you, you didn't do better because i expected better of you
0: and that's the thing right People, people expect better of you. They don't expect perfection. And it, if, if you're not willing to have the uncomfortable discussions and also sometimes saying like, I need your help because I, I'm, I don't know how to deal with this. You know, and a lot of tech founders are not, they don't come with people skills. They don't come with skills to deal with these like, things like this. So it's okay for them to actually say, hey, I've never done this before, but I'd like to do something about it. And I want you guys to kind of take me and help me through that. And I think yeah. that I think, would have been a great way of doing it. I don't think that, you know, anything would have been the perfect solution, but it would have probably not resulted in half of the company leaving.
1: Um, well, I think the other thing, the final thing is for people for in other companies, it's an interesting look at, so your company has a D, D&I or a DEI program, Is this playing lip service to appear woke, or is it trying to do good work? And I I think this is the difference. I think in this case, it was clearly, they felt like they had to have one, but they weren't willing to engage with the outcomes that might come from such a program. Like, which is to be told that you're doing it wrong. And I think for anyone who works at a company that has, touts their D&I program, you've got to look at, are they walking the walk? Are they, or, or, or is this just a tick box exercise? Because they want to, they want the kudos without the hard work.
0: God, don't we all? Don't we all? And on that note, Kat, if people do want to share their views on this topic, or other similar stories, or you know, tell us they they agree with us, they don't agree with us, give give us their view. How can they reach out to us? Or how can they, they can reach on- out
1: there you can find us on Twitter, at Queen's O-T-T-H. You can reach me personally at Caitlin underscore F underscore Baker. That is Caitlin, the American spelling. I don't know why my parents picked it.
0: Because they thought um, they were going to be Americans at some point.
1: Um, did never- <laughs> well, to be fair, in the 80s it seemed appealing. Now, way lesser. <laughs> Amara, where can people find the one true K-pop fan on the interwebs?
0: Ah, you see, normally I'd say watching my career dramas, but nowadays, I'm the squating goddess, skate- squating? You're a unicorn skating goddess, according to the 11-year-old in my class. Um, they can find me on Twitter, Amara underscore B underscore T underscore S. On Instagram, Amara underscore Queens O-T-T-A. And just generally, Yeah. We're around,
1: yeah. Give us a shout. And if, and if people, I will. I'm going to put it out there. If you like what we do, please leave a comment, a review, and a rating on iTunes. Exactly. Whether it helps or not, I don't know, but it would be a nice thing to do to help the podcast grow.
0: Yes, and then at some point we'll even have like a name for our fans. You know,
1: like hey, we, yeah. And, like, and at well, some point, look. I mean, the challenge. Look, we, we need to get to a certain level of of listeners on a a fair episode basis and then there might be merch which I want just because I really just want to wear my own merch but look
0: you can tell we're techies we love free merch
1: (laughs) we do look if you you if you enjoy the podcast if you think someone in your life would equally enjoy it please feel feel free to share it in a non-challenging way because heck I promise tomorrow if we get to a certain and I'm not going to reveal it but if we get to a certain level there will be merch so you know pass it around people Anyway, Mara, thank you as nope. ever. Lot talking. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch and, you. Uh,
0: enjoy your life. Exactly, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye, Kat. Bye, Mara.